Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, Neogenic Nightmare, chapters 9 and 10. All right, Bry Guy, one way or another, uh, we're getting rid of this vampire this week. Enough. It's... Enough of the vampires. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is the the end game for uh, the Michael Morbius arc. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a uh, vampire hunter in here. Yeah, Blade. And uh, yeah, Blade is now it, the movie Blade. Yeah, Wesley Snipes yeah. played Blade, right? He did. Yeah, and I was looking up the year. I'm gonna guess, and I'll know for sure. But I'm I'm 1998. Guess. I think. It oh, was. I was gonna say 99. Okay. So uh, let's pull that up. Are you guessing or did you look it up already? I'm, no, but I'm just pretty sure that that's it. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very educated guess. It's like. You are absolutely correct. 98, Blade okay. 2, 2002, and then the, the trilogy ending, Blade Trinity 2004. Oh, they had a so. third Blade movie? Yeah, who knew, uh, right? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even, even see the second one. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I I yeah. think, so I had one of my roommates in college, uh, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Dave Slotten, uh, oh sure, was a yep. huge Blade fan. Loved okay. Blade. I, I and I did when so when that movie came out, yeah. I had no idea that was a Marvel sure. Comics character. Because because at the time at the time they didn't make any allusion to it at all, right? Like it was right, right. It, it was just some IP that uh, it was it was was that a Fox uh, thing or th- or who, yeah, who put probably. that out? I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. But it, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't seem comic booky. Like they they produced a movie that seemed more like it it was, and and of course it's weird to say this because it came out before the Matrix. But it's almost like Matrix meets Interview with the Vampire. That's the feel of the movie, yeah, right? It, it definitely had that late '90s industrial, you know, leather and and steel. Yeah, and, and and cool sunglasses and stuff that the mm-hmm. Matrix had. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just realized it. We're looking it up. Written by David S. Goyer. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff in Marvel later and the Dark Knight trilogy. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so your 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 roommate did you did you get converted into into the ways of Blade then? So multiple watches. Uh, no, I didn't really get converted, but that he showed me Blade for the first time, and I think I happened to be around later on when he watched a Blade two at some point. You know, like I like. It it the movie never really did anything for me. Um, Sure. I I didn't think it was like. It, it wasn't like, uh, you know, uh, an eye-rolling dumpster fire or anything like that, which is <laughs> right. Not, it was better than not, Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'm not, I, it, it seems like I'm I'm trying to, you know, give it a backhanded uh, uh, insult there, but it's not. It's just that it wasn't really my cup of tea at the time, right, you know. Right. I think if the, I, and in retrospect, I feel like if they had leaned more or maybe had the license to lean more into some of the comic book and Marvel universe underpinnings, it might've been a lot more interesting to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Because like you said, it's not recognizable as a Marvel movie, especially as we know Marvel movies mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. Yeah. where you get all these cameos and, and all these shout outs to stuff that people know and love in the comics. But yeah, yeah. I must've really liked it because it was, this was a DVD I bought before I had a DVD player. Jason. Wow. I bought this and wow. fight club. Fight wow. club was the other one. Yeah. And then, like the next week, I went and bought a DVD player. Wow! So that's a, yeah, that that's um, that's a commitment right there. I mean, that's a that's a that's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it might the... have been the first movie I watched on DVD in sure, my apartment sure. in Nina, like in my own DVD player. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. You know what my first DVD was? Can I? Can you give me a hint? And I should guess. Uh, it was it, it was. So I I I 
probably bought my first DVD player around the same time, like 1999-ish. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Um, it is nothing that you would think of that was contemporary. Okay, so mm-hmm. like The Godfather or like uh, Citizen Kane or the something Dark like that? Crystal. Oh, really? <laughs> the, wow. The Dark wow. Crystal, yes. And you got to wonder why that one. Like, I don't remember why Blade was my first. <laughs> so I, and and it, they were, you know what, it was a promotion. It was a Best okay. Buy promo where they had, they had a selection of movies that were like super cheap if you bought sure. certain DVD players. Uh-huh. Dark Crystal was one of those. I think I got Dark Crystal and L.A. Confidential and something else. Oh yeah, that but, was contemporary. Yeah, 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 yeah. But have you watched Dark Crystal lately? Mm, no, no. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be twenty years since I've watched the Dark Crystal. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not. It's not a good movie, Jason. I watched it with Jeanette. She had never seen it. We watched it probably about a year ago, thinking uh-huh, we were going to uh-huh. watch the new series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's not bad, but it, it's kind of like I think we both were like, well, this will be as good as Labyrinth. And mm. it's it's not. It's very different yeah. than Labyrinth. Yeah, very dark. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of like long lingering shots on ugly things. <laughs> like that, Yeah, that's true. You that's know what true. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which as a kid I was I'm thinking, why did I like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eh, you were you were into a lot of weird horror shit when you were a kid though. That's true. Yeah. That is yeah. true. So yeah. and, and yeah. obviously Dark Crystal isn't horror, but uh it, it's a friend of the show, Josh Schneider, Dark Crystal, one of his top five favorite movies. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's watched it recently. <laughs> I assume he has. I mean, I, 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 he's, he's no longer sending me his, uh, his spreadsheet of movies that he's watched. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not up to date, but you need I, a follow up on that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, I assume, I assume he's definitely watched it more recently than I have. I'll, gotcha. I'll say that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But so anyway, this, to, this blade that we get here mm-hmm. is not, is not Wesley Snipes. If you've no. not watched the episode, we'll tell you that he's not Wesley Snipes. No, no. And, um, he's, we're coming off of, uh, some recent visits from, uh, Punisher mm-hmm. and, and, and Craven was in there too, but to a lesser extent, we saw more of Craven, uh, previously. The Hunter. Right. Blade is very much like a different interpretation of Punisher to me. Yeah. Like, like they, they kind of. They kind of use him in the same way that they used Punisher, except no, they they pretty much use him the same way they used well, Punisher. He's, he's got the gadgets. Yeah, he's there to specifically mess stuff up with this new monster of the week. Right. He's, right. He's got kind of a, a darker backstory, and he's not really a hero like mm-hmm. Spider Man. He's more of an anti hero. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think they probably, if you put Punisher and Blade next to each other, mm-hmm. same same build. Just sure. a little d- different face and skin tone. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the skin tone of Blade for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm still confused on that. <laughs> because you you rightly had in your notes, so is Blade a person of color? <laughs> Question mark. At about and you this was at about fifty percent of the way through the first the episode. First episode. And um yeah. totally, totally fair. I was also wondering the same thing because if you just look, go out to your go out to your Disney Plus account, fair listener, mm-hmm. and look at just the still image for this one. That doesn't look like a black guy riding right, a, a right. motorcycle with some vampire lightsaber. It looks like <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a white guy who's you know maybe seen some shit, but but yeah, you know he's he's uh he looks like a tan white man. Sure, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's more beige. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's and, and there's and nothing voice, that, there's nothing that screams 
I I am a I, I am a person of color. From right, that, coming and, from that guy, and you compare him to Detective Lee or Robbie Robertson, yes. who are yeah. people of color in this universe, mm-hmm. not the same pigment. And no, it's okay no. if you know it's it's a lighter tone because I think yeah. they show his parents and his mom is black. Yeah, yeah, and his dad might have been white. Was a vampire? Dad. Yeah, yeah. I, so I mean, didn't vampires didn't are usually him. white? They're pale. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> they, they've got that going for them. So yeah. I guess this is what you get when when uh-huh. those two things combine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And and his voice didn't sound. I mean, not that there's a specific. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not saying things out of turn here. But right. I'm not saying that people of color have a specific tone of voice. Uh huh. But this wasn't it. And and this was like it mm-hmm. sounded to me like a white person doing a black voice did you think so yes absolutely and uh, you know like so one of the things a stereotypical black voice i should say one of the things that totally took me out of this episode was the the choices made for Mm -hmm. for the voice characterization of blade because you know obviously there were two choices there from the performer and from the the uh director of the of this episode right and both of them were bad choices. <laughs> like, yeah, it, right, right. To me, to me, it really sounded like it sounded like it, you, you and I are both viewers of uh, the Futurama franchise, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. extremely, extremely popular and well done program. And oh, we should do a podcast fantastic. about Futurama. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm um, here for it. He, rem- his voice sounded to me like Lar, <laughs> the ruler of Omicron Perseid Eight. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't figure out where it sounded familiar, but as soon as you said that, yeah. And so, and so that's taken me out of this out of this episode, and um, you know, because that's what I'm hearing every time Blade talks. And so then, after I get done watching this, first thing as I do is I go up. I'm like, okay, Was it Maurice Lamarche? Maurice Lamarche is you know is the actor who played Lar along with you know innumerable characters on Futurama. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but he he was not the voice of Blade in this in this episode. Thank God, because that would have been a terrible move, right? Black person yeah. playing a uh, white guy, or I'm sorry, yeah. white guy playing white a black person, person. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's never they, really a good idea. They did right. actually have a black voice actor doing Blade. Okay. I just okay, like the I don't know the 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 voice choice was just I don't know. Maybe he was trying to like sound sort of not quite human sort of you know vampire or something like that right but and you know and, and i guess we should also say like none of this really matters like what, dif- <laughs> what difference does it make what color the vampire hunter is right and exactly it's, not, it's just it's just confusing it's, that's all when yeah. when it's when it's something that when it's something that takes you out of the the story right. when you have to be right. going what are what are they doing what, here? Like you, you know, what, what's happening? Right, usually, right. it's something that is just you know, it's clear and there, it's laid out for you. I don't, right. I don't know. I, right. If it's something that you're wondering what they're doing and it's taking focus away from the story, it's mm-hmm. not a good thing. Yeah. Especially yeah. when these two episodes, I think, mm-hmm. moved a lot faster than a lot of other stuff we've seen even this season. Like, yes. it, it, almost to the point of it being too fast. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they had 43 minutes or whatever it ends up being, probably right. just around 40 after the recaps and the credits. Mm-hmm, 40 mm-hmm. minutes to to tell a story and introduce a whole new character with a purpose in the show and get rid of a character that we've been seeing the last 10 episodes. Yeah, yeah. So they, the, the edits were at a breakneck pace. So yes. I think mm-hmm. I needed everything I could to focus on the show because mm-hmm. of the way it was moving. Mm-hmm, and things like mm-hmm. we're talking about, 
took me out of it where I just completely got lost in the story then. Yeah. It's not a good thing. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I, what the, uh, my experience was that, uh, it just, it felt like, it felt like there were a lot of things happening here that usually the, the way that this, that this series has been paced, they sort of, they, they let events and, and, uh, problems resolve, sort of organically you know you kind of mm-hmm. you kind of can see things developing and and it's one of the things i really appreciated particularly in the first season was that you know it was like oh everything kind of made sense you know you, you, yeah if you remember we got to the end of those episodes it was like eh, everything checks out here got wraps up in a bow right there, there's stuff here where it's just like they they and you can tell that it's a problem of time <laughs> like yeah like, like the, they're like they're trying to jam more information into the, the the allotment of time that they have for the episode. You know, I'm thinking of even little things like there was a there was a, a moment. This is in part two. Morbius is Morbius needs to break into the newly highly secured lab where uh-huh. Kurt Connors has told Spider Man they're keeping the Neogenic Recombinator. Now that you know there've been these these threats around the universities like oh yeah it's under guard and like big steel doors whatever well morbius basically (laughs) walks up to the door he's like okay keypad rip that off but you know or whatever push open the door yeah right door open seriously like yeah yeah and 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 literally just tear neogenic recombinator off the ceiling and be like all right i'll just plug this in in my house now (laughs) yeah i'll just it's just universal it's a usb (laughs) it's a usb right (laughs) So what would you have liked better if they would have actually shown that it was hard to get into and Morbius couldn't get in or if they just don't even acknowledge it and let him get in nice and easy peasy? Don't, I, I would say don't even acknowledge it. Don't like don't make right. up some crap about it being, you know, being hidden right. away. You know, right. I, I, you know, uh, Dr. Connors could talk about being worried about it or, you know, I, I'm, I've warned him, it, you know, it's going to something is going to happen. You know, right. oh, they, okay, there, and then something does yeah. happen. It's just, right. yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and it, sloppy writing is what it is. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You you noted, uh, we both noted, but uh, I, I I would love to hear your feelings about it. We also had a we we had like a love story that popped up out of nowhere <laughs> in this oh, in this two parter yeah. with Detective Lee and Blade. Yes, yes. Yeah. What and, was that and, about? <laughs> It was very strange. It felt mm-hmm. like it literally, there was a kiss that came out of nowhere. I Was that in the second part? Yeah, I think that was in part two. Mm-hmm. Right, where it was literally a kiss where where Lee says, let me show you um, why it's okay to be human and, and to not basically, you know, kill vampires or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. And, and she shows him by French kissing him. You know, I, they, I don't know. I don't know how those two things are related. <laughs> they have they have a couple of I mean, they they definitely share some tender moments early on, like, where uh-huh. he, you know, he's because I think to, doesn't he tell her about like how he grew His up? Origin. Or, or, yeah, he, he tells her the he, origin story, right? I don't know if he tells her or if Whistler tells her. OK. All right. But but one way or another, she gets the origin she story. She knows about it. She, She's she, like, I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. She has a conversation with him at some point about, you know, uh, <clears throat> that and his mother sure. and blah, blah, blah. And and, right. and they they share they share a couple of moments prior to the kiss. But it's like and, and the fact that then Blade goes away and we're not going to see him till Ever. whenever Again. it and, just it it's yeah. felt like it felt like something that was just shoehorned in for i don't know what effect no reason right and i'm looking yeah. at my notes here and it's in the second 
of the two-parter and it's mm-hmm. at the 13 minute mark and this episode is barely 20 yeah so talk about throwing it in and then mm-hmm. so probably less than five minutes later he leaves and detective lee says leave it to me to fall in love with a vampire and i'm like who said anything to quote van halen <laughs> or whatever who said anything about love i ain't talking about love. I ain't talking about love <laughs> <laughs> like they kissed one time I don't know if Detective Lee just hasn't been out, you know, yeah. out there very much and and, and yeah. dating, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little clingy there, Detective Lee. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We th- we also they're speaking of uh, love stories. We're moving on apparently to a love triangle in the yeah. in the lives of Peter Parker and uh, Mary Jane. They they uh, was that the part one or part two where. They try to go out on a date again. So the first episode, they try to go on a date. Second episode, right. we see the beginning of the love triangle again in the last two minutes. <laughs> right, right. Well, and I, I, so I did note the fact that it, I, and I'll give them a little bit of props here that they they tried to kind of lay a little bit of a of a seed for this in the man spider episode where Harry protects MJ from right, right from uh, Peter as man spider. But that's like one line, and I, I don't know if that's all we should expect from you know an animated kids show, or uh, or if they I don't know. It just that too feels like it kind of came out of nowhere. And also talking about, am I missing something where they they she's talking to Harry about being Peter's best friend? Like Harry's been in like three episodes, and in right. one, and in one of them it was, hey Parker, come and move in with me because my dad says I have to have someone responsible living there. Right. And then that and then that doesn't then actually that happen. Crap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, right. What? Aunt May's like this place is really messy and then that's pretty much the last we heard of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I I mean there I don't really we haven't seen much evidence of it. If honestly, if you were to if you were to say to me going into this episode gun to my head, who is Peter Parker's best friend in this series? I would have said Flash Thompson. I would too, because he, we've seen him more, and they've had more interactions. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. And, and he I and agree. he doesn't seem and he doesn't seem to bear any animosity toward Flash. Like, right. like, like you know, he's he seemed has seemed kind of like annoyed by uh, the Jack Flash, but for the most part, he he has gotten on pretty famously with Flash. Well, yeah, so yeah. far. So I don't yeah. know. It's just it, yeah. They shoehorned that in and said best friend, so that there's a there's a conflict. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. 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 But, it was it was very very strange, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know if they're even going to discuss it anytime soon again, Jason. I think it'll yeah. be because I feel like MJ now is we got this really great arc with her with the um, the Hydro Man episode, yes. a few episodes back, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. she she seemed to be like more of a fleshed out character, mm-hmm. and I think she still is, but now she's being grossly underused like yeah yeah it's almost going to be a crime with how little they're going to use her and Mm, because mm -hmm. i put in my notes oh yeah mary jane is a thing (laughs) like i put that (laughs) in my notes because the last week i think she was helping aunt may to find peter parker Mm -hmm, but it mm -hmm. was it was still very minimal that we saw her right like i'm Mm -hmm. almost forgetting about mary jane at this point sure yeah no it's true we've we've been moving at a at a real fast pace and there has not been a lot of time for uh peter's private life to right to to really take a front seat for quite mm-hmm. a while so what else did we miss in the first episode i will say that yeah you know we, we've talked about how how fast this story moved along mm-hmm. it, it also it, it, it i and i think it it comes again down to just the the writing and the putting 
piecing the end of this together. While it was moving very fast, they also kind of went back and 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 shot the same kind of scene over a few times, right? Like mm-hmm. weren't there weren't there like three or four occasions in that first episode where it was Blade corners Morbius, Blade's about to kill Morbius, Spider saves Morbius and says, yes. "Hey, don't kill him." Uh, like right. it like that it happens a it, lot, it happens the first at episode. least two or three times. Yeah, and I think all in the first episode because at the end of that episode Spider-Man and Blade finally decide to team up right, and get Morbius right. together. So, but, in then that they, but then they do it again episode. in the second episode too. They're, they're, That's right. They're, you're right. Yeah. They, I mean, they, yeah. Towards the end. Yep. Yep. It's a yeah, and it's something where I'm like, okay, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> Blade. Blade definitely wants to kill vampires. Right. It's it's uh, it's something he he is made to do. Um, but mm-hmm. he does just like Punisher again. He never shows any way of being an actual threat to someone's life <laughs> vampire or otherwise he has a really that sick great lightsaber. lightsaber yeah yeah <laughs> yeah which um that was not in the wesley snipes movie no um, no i'm sure they would have got sued by lucas if they would have tried but right yeah, right I, well now they're all thinking, one big happy family i bet blade has a has a lightsaber in the new version they're gonna do oh if they're gonna yeah that'd yeah, be great yeah but i was watching that thinking is he gonna slice a vampire in half is he gonna use it to like stake someone mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. uh you know, I think is it just like holding it up like a cross? You think, oh, you're... <laughs> decapitation. I think decapitation is where he was yeah. going there. Yeah, yeah. I think that would kill a vampire. Did in you any see? Did, uh, quick aside here. This will this will give the listeners some background into when we actually recorded this. But did you see in the news recently that they uh, they uncovered uh, a grave in uh, northern Poland where they had buried a suspected vampire? Because no, I did not see this. because they the this body was buried with a uh with a scythe a, across its neck, and apparently this was common practice in the 16th 17th century, uh so that so because you you were afraid that the 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 creature was going to come back to life, and so that when the when the undead body rose, they would they would. They would, you know, lean up out of the grave and just and get get their heads chopped off immediately by the scythe that was buried over the body. So instead of just cutting off the head, they like set a booby trap. They set a booby trap for the vampire. Yes. For the vampire zombie. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see any of this, but I can't believe it's real. (laughs) It is totally real. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, so they've (laughs) been cutting off vampires heads, Brian, for hundreds of years. Or, or giving them tools that cut their own heads right, off. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I thought just a stake through the heart, but decapitation uh-huh. works too. Yeah. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's 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 something that is has been going on through these uh, these several episodes again with the with Punisher and Blade and so on. Mm-hmm. A lot of sort of uh, non lethal weapons being wielded <laughs> by characters who are usually pretty lethal. Um, known for killing yeah right yeah right and exactly and it and, is a and, little frustrating and instead of giving them the tools to kill things which i get this is a kid show i understand mm-hmm. they put in these other gadgets that i can't help the cynic in me as a 40 almost 45 year old man now looking back on this mm-hmm. i can't help but think oh it's because they want to sell the action figure right with cool gadgets to come with it right like, right the punisher shoots webs blade has a lightsaber <laughs> like <laughs> ask your parents you know that's what I think. I don't know yeah, if any yeah. of those things exist, but that's just it's it's a toy commercial basically mm-hmm, is how it feels mm-hmm. sometimes. It yeah. it comes off that way. It comes off that yeah. way. There we I 
we did get a nice uh, cameo in the these couple of episodes, uh, a voice cameo, if you will. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because every great vampire hunter, Blade, Buffy, they all have somebody behind them. <laughs> right, you right. Know, the guy in a chair. The, yeah. the guy in the chair, the the yeah. uh, the, the, the uh, vampire uh, trainer or, or yeah. whatever. The, right. Yeah, the Giles. Right, right. Right, right. And in this case, uh, it, it what was the name of the character again? It's uh, Whistler. Whistler. Yeah. Whistler, voiced by Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yeah, and and do you know Malcolm McDowell? Jeanette oh, sure. did not. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know him from Clockwork Orange, which I know you still have probably never seen as mm-hmm. we're recording this, right? right. Um, but very recognizable voice. Yes. Very, very British voice, and Absolutely. yeah, he plays he mm-hmm. plays Whistler, the guy in the chair, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he's the one that tells Detective Lee some stuff so that she'll want to kiss Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but it was it, I like I liked that. This show has a pretty good caliber of a good voice cast. We get mm-hmm, Ed Asner, mm-hmm. we got Mark Hamill, and now uh, Malcolm McDowell, just to name a few. It it feels like is this this must be his first turn on this show as oh uh, I think so yeah in a in a voice acting capacity right yeah. I would think so because his voice is very it's like so I said, distinctive unique. yeah we would have exactly. we would have yeah. picked up on it someplace else but yeah. I. I uh, I would love it if we could hear him again somewhere. Very good actor. Um, yes, done a done a lot of uh, important stuff in, in his time. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very a, a very good good actor and very good voice. So yeah, and Jason, for goodness' sake, watch a Clockwork Orange. I know, I know. I'll get I'll get around to it. <laughs> okay, I'll get around to it eventually. Fine. I'll either or I'll either watch it or I'll die or both. Well, well, yeah. please just do the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to make it easier because you have the two young ones now. He's uh, also in Bolt, the uh, the Bolt. Disney oh, okay. the Disney John Travolta, Miley Cyrus animated film about dogs. Oh, my. That's a John Travolta movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All he's right. like, hey, I'm a dog. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm assuming that's that's what Bolt is. Why? Why my dog? Bok, bok. <laughs> That's my one. That's your one half Travolta. That's my gear. one kind yeah. of impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's uh, boy. if you just if you just do the the five W questions, you can what, where, why, who. <laughs> you can do John, and then add a Sandy, and then you and then you can do John Travolta. <laughs> In my mind, that's what it sounds like. Right, I right. don't know what it sounds like outwardly because Jeanette was like, "Yeah, it just sounds like you." saying questions it doesn't sound like <laughs> it just sounds like you saying questions <laughs> in a forced matter oh yeah. boy yeah mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anyway yeah it was nice hearing malcolm mcdowell as whistler i don't know if whistler is a real character in the blade verse uh-huh. i don't remember certainly not malcolm mcdowell but i don't yeah, remember a character yeah. like whistler in the movie no oh, no he was kind DVD. of a he was definitely a uh he, he was a lone wolf yeah, in the movie. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I don't think many people even knew of his secret origin. So. Right. 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 I, I mean, obviously, you know, the we we've talked a lot about uh, Blade and and some of the other things that are, uh, you know, maybe a little bit annoying about the these couple of episodes. We there is also a lot of Michael Morbius, and yes, and there Morbius, is. He he's not going to be around for a while. Uh, right. I would think, but there's there's a pretty significant turn for him in Mm -hmm. this right like uh was it in i forget if it's in part one or part two it must be in part one where he's like 
I am no longer trying to cure myself. Now I want everyone else to be vampire. Right. I yeah, will the thing neogenic is... recombinate everyone. Right. I must right. get the blood from Parker. <laughs> right in this locker. Mm-hmm. I know where his locker comes. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, know his locker combination. <laughs> it is. It is one, two, three, four, five. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he says I think at the end of the first episode, beginning of the second episode, mm-hmm. that he just wants to make everyone else a vampire. Did I miss why? Like, what is I what think is he, his motivation I think he basically, for wanting that? I th- it sounded like he just decided that he loves the he loves the power and the immortality. The immortality, That's I think, what is, is what really yeah. is what really cinched it for him. And uh, he decides that he will make Felicia into vampire. We will spend eternity together. <laughs> so great impression thank you um as good as my john travolta uh-huh, but uh-huh. but i think i like the michael morbius you're doing where he is very close to the count <laughs> <laughs> I yeah do what i can i do what it's I can. very good it's very good yeah it, i just put in my notes um and i call it the neogenic recombinator 5000 mm-hmm, um, I, mm-hmm. I add the 5000 at the end yeah um yeah. but but i put in my notes that that is again a typical villain motive to take over the world I mm-hmm, thought mm-hmm. he wants everyone to be a vampire because then he can rule them. Like oh, he's okay. going to be okay. the the OG vampire, the master sure. vampire, sure. you know, the secret master. It is a it little were. weird, don't isn't it to like like to to think through, okay, I am a vampire. I realize I'm going to be immortal. I'm yeah. into, I'm into that. Yeah, that's good. Why would you want everyone else to also be immortal? Right. I could right. see wanting your girlfriend in on mm-hmm. that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And and maybe like a couple other, you know, close homies. Yeah. If I was a vampire, Brian, I would invite you to become a vampire. Aww. Thank you. Thanks. We'd have a lot of fun. For the first few hundred years at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um we'd catch up on our sleep, that's for sure. <laughs> I owe <laughs> I, I can't see wanting everyone in the whole world to be a vampire no. with me. That that's, that's why I thought I'd miss something because I'm like, yeah. what is? Why is that a, an advantage? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because then who do you eat? Who, I'm sorry, who do you suck through your whose, palms? Whose plasma just... do you absorb with your <laughs> right. leech hand? Your leech hand sponge palms, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, or, or, unless did he think that he's gonna just have enough blood from Parker's yeah, supply I, and Doctor Connors? I don't yeah. Know. Again, it, 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 don't don't get too worried. Just say they want to take over the world. Mm-hmm, That's what mm-hmm. I thought. You know. Yeah, yeah. This this is another thing that is emerging more recently as a as a problem with this series. The the you know random motivation that doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. You know, the, but why of it all? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So in the whole time, uh, Peter is trying trying like hell to. Uh, to keep Blade from killing Morbius because Blade has him on the ropes multiple times. Like, yeah. Blade he seems to be a out. very good vampire hunter uh, mm-hmm. as as vampire hunters go. He's, he's <laughs> the best one I've seen in this show so far. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah. Number and, one. <laughs> and and uh, and Spider Man keeps keeps saving Morbius. And and you you noted obviously honorable intentions there from uh, Peter Parker. He feels responsible for turning Morbius into the vampire yeah he wants to help him come back from that morbius also doesn't really seem to appreciate anything that spider-man is doing for him right like it's not like he it's not like i don't know it's just it it seems like it it seems like i guess you could the one thing you could justify morbius's actions in this 
in the, in these particular two episodes with would be that he's starting to lose it mentally. Like he That's like something is say. going on. Yeah, with right. the, with the right. with the mutation. Yeah. The mutation and and just the lust for blood and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the yeah, the he's too far gone is what I kind of took as as there and yeah. doesn't want anything to stand in his way and mm-hmm. and Spider-Man just represents an obstacle. Yeah, yeah. He does get Felicia back and he's going to recombinate her with his magically reconfigured recombinator there at the 5, end. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- there's that there's the scene where she kind of appeals to his humanity or from from before when they first met and she's like, "Well, the Michael Morbius I liked like wanted to heal a bunch of people in his village and blah blah blah." Yeah. Um and then so he had, you know, obviously we had seen him fall off this cliff of definitely wanting to be a vampire and wanting everyone to be a vampire. And then she says, well, but remember this other thing? And he's like, you are right. I do not <laughs> want to make everyone vampire. And right, right. Did you, right. Buy, did you buy that? Did, did, no. Did that, yeah, I, yeah, that was... Because I, I, I felt that was pushed in at the end, and I knew the mm-hmm. ultimate... I don't want to say sacrifice, but I knew the ultimate ending of Morbius was coming up. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. thought, yeah, no. I did like when he showed up at her window as Morbius, as she was probably staring at her headshot of him again. right right mm-hmm. her the headshot her, of her her uh yeah her michael glamour shot right? yeah exactly right. yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and and he showed up and then she thought he was the same old michael morbius then then realized he was a vampire and just immediately passes out and i thought that's good <laughs> that sets feminism forward exactly on the right path again she literally saw her boyfriend couldn't handle that he looked different so she passed out <laughs> The the that last scene uh, where he he nearly recombinates her and uh, yes. and doesn't I, I think I think Morbius was was changing his mind when Blade and Spider Man get there. How did they turn the machine on by accident? I forget how that happened. I don't remember. I don't know. Didn't so, did someone fall down? It like didn't Detective Lee almost fall down it, and then we that was the end of an act break. And did that jostle something? Uh, maybe maybe okay. But okay. but it was it, 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 yeah that was like the the neogenic recombinator that was like it was like a like a Keystone Cop thing where it was like whoa whoa who's yeah. it gonna oh, yeah, shoot yeah. next <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. you know yeah. they had that right, going right. on uh, yep. for a second there and um and and but ultimately Morbius gets you know mega blasted with it and turned into the uh, the vampire bat. Right, exactly. Man bat, right. Right, man much bat. Like, right. Much like man spider from last week, we had man bat this time. Very powerful man bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very strong, very fast. But did uh, he do much when he was man bat, or did he just fly away? I don't really wait, remember he, him. He fought with <clears throat> Blade. He fought with Blade and Spidey for a couple of minutes. A little bit. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and, and he escaped from uh, Blade, I think. Or did, or did you know, that might have been Spider-Man again stopping blade from killing him or something like getting that. getting in the way right right yeah yeah, yeah that was a, that was definitely a theme here but uh i mean ultimately yes he flies away you texted me because you were confused or <laughs> you thought maybe he was he was dead question mark question yeah mark? because he goes into a bat cave uh-huh. um and and like curls into like covers his face with the the huge with the wings man, yeah the yeah, man bat right. wings yeah he, he, and, yeah. yeah. In the... And he goes, goodbye forever, Felicia. And uh-huh. then it shows the sun hitting him. And I thought, well, sun kills the vampire, uh-huh. but he's protected. And he said goodbye. And I thought, so uh-huh. did he just kill himself? Uh-huh. But you made a good point that 
no, I think he was just saying goodbye to Felicia because he knows he'll never be how he was before for her or anyone. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that was that was my takeaway that he. And is we don't just... have a lot of death in this show, so it would have been right. A huge it been tone weird. shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So you're probably right, and and maybe I'm not remembering. We might even see Michael Morbius again. So okay. Yeah. I, yeah. There's there's a lot of episodes to go. Um, exactly. Makes me wonder though too about Felicia Hardy. Um, mm-hmm. She's gonna be sad. She she. For at least an episode. <laughs> she'll, she'll probably be a little sad. But, it, I mean, I, we know there's a change coming for her, too. Like, at some point, she's got to turn into uh, the black cat, right? Like, yeah, you're right. You're but, right. Yep. Uh, I mean, like, I hope that they would actually do that in this show and not just sort of use this use this character with this name and then yeah. never never have any uh, payout on that. But I uh, hope you're right. I don't know, but I hope you're right as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, black cat's a fun character. Yeah. We didn't uh talk at all about uh another kind of not insignificant plot point where uh aunt may gets kidnapped by morbius That's uh right. because he is uh he he's he's looking for that blood that parker has the dna right the so dna of the house. spider right or whatever <laughs> the, or the the, 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 the blood, vampire the, spider the blood with massive power <laughs> Right, so something much like power. That. I must recombinate so, it. So much plasma, <laughs> endless supplies of plasma. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Morbius. So, so then he goes to Parker's house, and I put this in my notes. I really thought this was right after the trap mm. of Peter Parker, Detective Lee, and Blade set up to get Morbius. Oh right yeah, after yeah. That, we, mm-hmm. Right after that, we get what you just mentioned, the Aunt May thing. I thought that was all a really good string of episode here, like that mm-hmm. through line of like. Pardon the pun. This is a dad joke. I'm sorry. The the stakes Ha-ha. are are high. Sure. Here mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. have Aunt May and Peter and Spider Man's worlds are kind of yeah. colliding. Yeah. So yeah. did you did you like the Aunt May thing or or did it did it was it just kind of a shrug for you? No, it 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 made sense to me. You know, um, mm. I I think I was getting I was getting tired of the catching Morbius and immediately letting him off the hook over and over again by that point. Yeah. But it, so many close calls. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you're absolutely right that it, it it is always nice to see a little bit of uh, risk and uh, um, a, a little bit of collision of worlds for Spidey and Peter. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do I do always appreciate that although it does seem to lead to a lot of spidey flying off the handle um yeah the emo existential crisis spider-man came back a couple of times yeah yeah Yeah. and there's a there's a point in that second episode where he's like he's yelling at blade like i guess we're not partners anymore yeah the lady the lady my aunt who is not my aunt but is peter's aunt uh, kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, I'm not working with yeah. you anymore. And Blade's like, fine, I'm not working with you either. <laughs> I'm taking my bomb going home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, there was that, and it's like, well, it's just whiny. I, I it's whiny. understand, but, you know, it's it's also not the first time we've been here, Peter. Like, we, right, right. Aunt, Aunt May's been kidnapped before you've gotten her out of, you've gotten her out of other jams. She'll be fine. She'll be okay. She'll be fine. Yeah, and I think it, he even pulls the... I can't let what happened to Uncle Ben happen to Aunt May. Right. Card. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. when I put in my note the emo, angry, existential crisis, Peter. Like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Here, you know, I get it. It's sad. Your uncle died. I get it. But, like, come on, man. You can't <laughs> You can't pull this card every episode, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm not going to be morbid here, but I'll mm-hmm. be morbid. 
or Morbius, as it were, Aunt May's lived a pretty full life. If if you know? she goes out in a blaze of glory, being kidnapped by a vampire, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it was a it was a good it was life. a good run. Good <laughs> yeah. run, Aunt May. Yeah. She has to be at least 120 in this universe. <laughs> She's she's no Marissa Tomei, Jason. <laughs> no, no, she is not. Oh boy, yeah. the other th- the other thing that we just that we haven't talked about uh, much here that I, I'm curious uh, to get your feedback on. There's this aspect where Spider-Man talks early on. He did in in like I think in voiceover during some uh, building swinging. He says, "Doctor Crawford didn't cure me. She reversed the mutation, but I'm yes. not cured." Right, right. That was, that's almost, that's like, I think, literally in the first minute of the show. Minute of the first episode we watched, Right, yes. but I'm mm-hmm. like, what? I know, and I, that's and, a new thing. That's and, a, yeah, that's a, you said a MacGuffin, it is. They, it, they, they introduce that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, there's, it, like, they really only use it a, for a couple of moments where it's like, he's in a fight or something and he's like, and and he grabs his ribs and he's like, Oh, you know, Oh, bad guy's going to get me because my, my mutation is flaring up. My mutation is is flaring up. Like it's a bunion, (laughs) a bunion or an allergy, or I said a hemorrhoid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got a bad mutation today. I might need to call and sit to work. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that that annoys me too. Cause it's like, I really wanted that storyline to kind of, finish up here i want to I, I guess i guess there's more episodes to the season and it's all called yeah. the neogenic nightmare but i it thought is. maybe part of the nightmare would be some of the other neogenesis of other characters but i guess uh, i guess spidey's still in it here now too yeah i i'm i'm hoping for at, at this point i know we're we're probably getting pretty close right because this is this was episodes nine and ten what are there yeah, 14 have, in yeah in we here? have four we have four left and this. And it's a couple of two-parters, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or like Correct. a three-parter and a one or something like that. Something it's, like that. Yeah. 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 yeah so we're getting near the end. So I, I would feel that at this point, the Neogenic Nightmare needs to start wrapping up. And mm-hmm. I have a feeling mm-hmm. because of the pacing of the show, mm-hmm. it'll all wrap up not only in the last episode, but in like the last five minutes of the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a slow burn, you know? There were, you know, uh, speaking again to that and, and uh, you know, what you were saying about the that rapid shift back and forth for Morbius. Mm-hmm. There seriously was a point in the second episode where there were like there were like four minutes left and I was like, I thought this was the last part. It feels like there's a whole nother episode yeah, left right. here. And it was like just like that. It was yeah, all right. over. And then I said, Wow. That wow. That that was some that was like some amazing friends sort of move. You know, yeah, it so was yeah, it was zippy. Do you think the writers are just trying to do too much or do you think that they just write themselves into a corner and they don't know how to get out of all these things? I I feel like at least with the at least with this section of this season, I think they just I I think they I think they built too much up and now they're trying to hurry through and just get it get it all out the door. Like the yeah. the the first couple of episodes were actually really slow. Like the like if we think of uh, like the the like the the insidious six. Sorry, can't yep. say sinister. The insidious <laughs> six, and then yep. there's that X Men thing. Like that's you know, and Hydro Man is kind of sandwiched in between there. But right. that that is when you're talking about 14 episodes, you've you've now gone over a third of the way through the series of through the season, 
and really not that much has happened. It's like like right, all those episodes right. were Spider-Man not feeling super good and like looking for a a, 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 a cure, cure. An antidote. Right, right. And then all of a sudden and then there's this this Morbius uh thread that lasted as long as it did. Um it really felt like it, it feels like they got to the end of like episode eight and we're like, Oh, we we got to hurry up here. Yeah. We have six episodes. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It's, I I hope that there's some more natural feeling pacing here at the end of the, at the end of the season. Uh, but I'm not super optimistic. You know, they, you would Mm -hmm. think you would hope that at this point they also knew that they were going to make a third season. So maybe they can kind of, you know, they can kind of let things breathe a little bit and just be like, okay, we'll come back to that in season three or whatever, right. um, rather than feeling like everything has to be tied up uh, really ni- uh, nicely. Nicely, right, right, right. Yeah, Every episode, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's it's strange to say this with a show that we're pretty far into, but mm-hmm. it feels like it still can't find its its pacing. Mm-hmm. Like, it still can't really find a footing yet. You know mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't, I don't know. And it it might just be a victim of the times. The 90s were different than now, mm-hmm. and, and how we had... You know, we now have like linear stories and mm-hmm. we're used to shows that just tell a chapter in a larger story. This is more episodic. So it just well, might be how things are. See, kind I, of. See, and <laughs> you know? I kind of feel I feel like the first season was pretty episodic, except yeah. for a couple of a, a couple of longer right, a arcs. Goblin. Right, right. And the and like the, um, you know, the, the alien costume, the alien costume uh, arc. But yeah. th- but this one, I mean, they deliberately went out and said, "Okay, this is one serial story we're telling all season long," and it it I don't know, it feels like it feels like the first season to me was more successful. Maybe they maybe there was less pressure on an episode to episode basis to just tell an mm. interesting story, you know, yeah, as opposed yeah. to something that has so much built up in it and like you have to connect all these every, different right. threads through through every through every right. episode in this season. So, so when you introduce a, a pretty significant character like the Punisher, you mm-hmm. have to still tie it into Michael Morbius and mm-hmm. all of these other things going on with Peter's mutation. Yeah. Where it might have been a more successful episode or episodes if you just had like a, a Punisher story arc. Yes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sure. yeah, they always have that sort of sort of Damocles above their head saying, Don't forget, mm-hmm. Neogenic Nightmare, Neogenic right, Nightmare. Right. And that can probably be daunting, I imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. Did yeah. I use the sort of Damocles metaphor the right way? I think you did. It might be the first time in my life I've done that. So hey, congratulations. If the podcast has not given me anything, mm-hmm. Jason, I have that going for me, which is nice. Which is nice. Well, <laughs> let's let's give it a rating. Um I will I I it it was at least a, a, a decent conclusion, you know, that yeah. we, we had a, we pointed out a lot of the uh, shortcomings here, um, <laughs> obviously, you know, a lot of action. They, they, we did wrap up uh, the, the whole Michael Morbius thing. I, I'll just, I'll give it a three. I'll be like, eh, three. Yeah. It, it was, it was okay. I, the, the problems that I had were big enough where I was like, I, I, it was they they were annoying so yeah like annoying problems to an otherwise okay story i'll give that a three yeah i gave it three and a half because i liked the way they did blade better than i liked how they did punisher mm, so mm-hmm, i like mm-hmm. ultimately these two episodes better than the ones we watched last week yeah but okay yeah it, it wasn't like a satisfying they stuck the landing kind of feeling it was just yeah. kind of like that's it so right yeah right yeah three and a half spiders but mm. still enjoyable still better than a lot of spidey 81 right 
Yeah, that's that is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, we've got another uh, two episode arc uh, coming up next week, right? And I I, I think we meet the vulture later. Um, uh, we oh, have first later. we got the tap first we get the tablet of time. Oh, okay. With, with okay. a silver mane again, and then we get the vulture. Gotcha. So two, two old white men coming up, <laughs> Spidey's biggest foes. Love them old crackers. Good <laughs> right stuff, <on>. man. <laughs> Well, Silvermane yeah. does need a tablet of something, I'm telling you. He's yeah, an old I know. guy, he's, so... Yeah, he's take two before bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, fun as ever to speak with you, my friend, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll carry on and uh, soldier through uh, next week. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and reach us by email spideyfanspodcast at gmail.com for a transcript of tonight's episode call 1-800-SPIDEY-FANS most importantly if you enjoyed it share with a friend <laughs>